Hey, y'all. How are y'all doing? Like, I think in 2020, I'm going to start doing, like, live podcasts because I'll be wanting to talk to y'all. I'll be wanting y'all to respond to me and tell me about y'all day. It's just like I get on here, I say hey, and then I dump my day on y'all or I dump my weekend on y'all. And I never know, like, how y'all doing when y'all listening. So that may be in the near future for 2020. As for today, I got a question, and I mean, we're not live, so y'all can't really answer it, but pretend like you're answering, okay? Talk back to your car or your headphones or whatever you're listening to me on. Talk back to it. Do y'all ever experience a season where the season repeats itself? And what I mean by that is like around the same time every year, God takes you through a specific season, and it always happens around the same time. As for me, I experienced that, and I just realized this year that it happens around the same time, and I think this is the third year that it's happened. Basically, from, like, September until the new year, God takes me into a new season, Um, always. And it's, like, weird because he makes me shut down everything. It's like all year I spend time, you know, pouring and helping people and being there for people and just, you know, being a servant. But when September comes from September to January, he puts me in this shutdown mode where it's no me and nobody else. Like every September through January, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to go anywhere. I need to be in the house. When I'm in the house, I don't want the TV on. I want it silent. I also want it dark sometimes. Like, like, y'all could not imagine because I'm such a social person. But every year from September through to January, God takes me through a shutdown season where it's just me and him. And he downloads into me and pours into me everything that's going to be happening in the next year. So it's like, this is, I guess, September through January is like my boot camp time. So it's like, yeah, I know you've been working and serving all year and pouring out into others, but now I need to fill you up and prepare you for what I'm going to have you doing for next year. And with that, it's always a stretching season, you could call it. Not really, it's a stretching season, but it's also a faith testing season because the things that he downloads in me during this time period is always new things because he's taking me through like literally I feel like the last what is that four months September through December he prepares me for the new so he uses the whole fourth quarter to prepare me for the first quarter of the new year and everything that he's placing in me is new and the tricky part about it is some of the new things are not new things that need to be done now. They're new things that need to be done for next year, but he's telling me now so that I could begin to prepare. I don't know if some of y'all in that season, but I needed to share it with somebody. Sometimes he shares new things with you now, not for you to act on, but for you to internally and mentally begin to prepare yourself to walk in. So he does that for me September through December, and it's all of these new things. And being that it's a new thing, it's me being molded into a new person, and it's me, okay, figuring out how do I operate in this new atmosphere or this new territory that you're giving me? Who am I in this new promise that you're giving me? What am I called to do? Because during that time period, when God reveals something new to you, it disrupts your routine.
it disrupts whatever you had going on or whatever you've been doing. This new thing that he downloads into you, it changes the whole, it causes a shift and changes the whole order of your life. So during that time period, I'm pretty sure that's why he closes me into, uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not hanging out with friends this week. I need you home. He's waking me up at 3.30. I need you to get up. I got some stuff to tell you. I got some stuff to talk to you about because it's a shift that happens, and it's I know you were doing life this way, but now we're about to be doing life that way because I'm taking you to a new dimension. I'm shifting some things. So in the time period, it's really no time for friends, there's really no time to hang out because it's like your whole world is changing because now you have to adjust to your new norm. I hope some of y'all is going through this season and I don't sound crazy. Like, I hope y'all can really adjust, not adjust, look, I'm saying adjust, (laughs) really understand what I'm saying because it's like crunch time, it's like grime up because it's like everything that you've been used to, everything that you've been doing, he's like, yeah, that was cool for then, but now we on to something new. And it's crazy the season that he does it with me in because it's just like, you know, everybody usually does that January 1st. New year, new goals, first quarter, dive in. All right. When January hits, <laughs> he don't been dealing with me since – we're in September right now. He don't been dealing with me since September. When January hits, we're already on go. We're not preparing. We're not writing down. We're on go. We're in action, like literally. So that's where – today's word came from because I was speaking to one of my accountability partners and I was talking to her about something that God has downloaded into me in this season and she literally said to me um are you afraid are you afraid of entering new land and I'm just like my first answer is like no I'm not afraid but even though my answer was no my words weren't matching up with my answer because the stuff that I was saying to her was coming from a place of fear and not a place of faith. And it was coming from a place of fear because, as I said, this new word, this new promise is disrupting everything that I've been doing. It's it's not it's not anything that's been done before. So that's already, you know, something different. It's no blueprint for it. It's literally something new being created because that's what God downloads into us, one of ones. So I have this routine going of things that I do, and now you're downloading something into me telling me to do this thing that's never been done before. Tell me y'all wouldn't be responding in fear. And I didn't even know I was responding in fear until she said, are you afraid of entering new land? And right then and there I realized, oh, crap, everything I need to say from here on out needs to be faith-filled because, yes, it's never been done before. Yes, I don't even know how it's going to get done. (laughs) I don't even know how it's going to get done. Yes, it's disrupting everything that I thought was, you know, I'm like, okay, like, I'm good. I know my purpose. I walk in my purpose. And he's just like, yeah, you mastered that. You're pretty good at that. But now we got this. So it literally causes a whole shift, a whole reality check where it's just like, well, my faith was on a level to where now the promise that he's given me requires my faith to be on a new level, which is why I was speaking out of fear and not faith because I have to push my faith to the level to where he's called me to now. And not only do I have to push my faith there, I have to push my actions there. I have to push my words there. Every part of me has to be pushed to a level that I've never seen done before and that I've never walked in or experienced before. Okay? 
I'm done ranting, y'all. I promise I'm about to give y'all this word because y'all probably like, what is this girl talking about? <laughs> I know at least one person can relate. Like, I, I know in my heart that one person can relate. I don't know if all of you follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore, but I posted a post yesterday and it was literally like a little slideshow of God telling this person to jump off of cliffs. And it was like, but the rocks will have to lengthen out and I wouldn't be able to jump from over here to over there. And then when they jumped, it was like they went down. But when they went down, God had another set of rocks to catch them. And then he had stairs for them to walk up the other side that he wanted them on. And literally, that's the season that I'm in, which is why I posted it, which is why I'm doing this podcast, entering a new property entering a new territory, entering a new land, because I don't know about you, baby, but I don't care if it's not 2020 yet. Mentally, spiritually, it's 2020, and God about to move, so we about to get into this word, okay? So y'all know what I'm about to say. Go grab your notebooks, grab your pens, because we about to dive in into the book of Joshua. Okay. So in the book of Joshua, we're going to be reading Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to start at the beginning. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses, wherever you set foot, You will be on land I have given you, from the Nev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all of the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will bring these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. We can stop right there. So that was Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Y'all, did y'all hear me getting tongue-tied on them? Um, Lambananan, Mountains, Negev, like, who who made up these titles? Anyways, uh, <laughs> Back to the the notes, because that really just bothered me. Like, how do they expect us to know how to pronounce this? I'm just about to start saying L Mountain, J River. Like, y'all not gonna stress me out trying to pronounce these words in the Bible. That's what you not. That's the enemy. That's the enemy trying to make me feel unqualified to read. Uh, uh-uh, it's about to be L J K L M N O P. That's what we gonna call it, and we still gonna get this word. Moving on. So. Today, I titled this podcast, Entering into New Property, and I wanted to talk to you about ways to know when God is calling you to new property, when God is calling you to new territory, when God is calling you to a new level in your purpose. So in your notebooks, the first step and the first way to know is to be provoked. When God is calling you to something new, when God is calling you to more, he provokes you. And the ways that he provokes you is he allows people around you who have the more. Because the thing is, God will bless people in our community or bless people in our faith, in our faith, in our faith, 
so that we can see how he moves and what he's able to do. And it can strike something within us that makes us feel like, well, God, if you can do that for them, you should be able to do that for me. And that's exactly what he wants. He allows us to see blessings so that we can begin to desire more, so that we can begin to want more and stop trying to box in what he can do in our life. Because what makes us different from anybody else that he's blessing? We're his child. So if he did it for that person, he can do it for you. If he blessed your friend with a new job, he can bless you with a new job. If her business is thriving, your business is thriving. It can happen for you, but sometimes we become content in where we are, and God has to shake us up because that also shakes up our faith. So let me show you what I'm doing in her life so that you can begin to desire it and want it in your life, and then your faith in me can be increased when I do it for you because God is not a man that he should lie. And he said all we need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. So the first thing that he does is he provokes you. He makes you desire more. And in the book of Joshua, I saw where God provoked Joshua because the first verse tells us that Joshua was Moses' assistant. Now, when you think about being an assistant, the only time you're an assistant to somebody is if you would be okay with being in their position. I'm not, when you're a hairstylist assistant, what do you do? You basically can do everything that the hairstylist can do. You just shadow under them, right? So it's like if the hairstylist called out of work today, who would fall in her place? Her assistant. You do everything that they do. You know how to do it. They show you how to do it. You work side by side by them. You're their assistant. So you have some things in common. You have some of the same desires. You like some of the same things. That's why you're their assistant. You're not going to assist somebody if they're doing something that you have absolutely no interest in at all. You have some sort of interest in the position that that person is in. That's why you're their assistant, right? So the way that God provoked Joshua is Moses is dead. Your boss, who you assisted, just got fired. So who's going to step up now? You were the only one working right next to them. You know how to do everything he was doing because he trained you. You work side by side with him every day, and he's dead now. So who's going to fill up his shoes? Who's going to step in his shoes and play this role? Other than the assistant. Who better? The assistant. Moses dying was God provoking Joshua to step in that place and be that leader and lead the Israelites. So he was provoked by the death of Moses. Because you can't tell me that Joshua didn't think, this is my time. Who better to follow up Moses than me when I was his right-hand man? So Moses was dead. Joshua was provoked. The second step to know that God is calling you to new land or new property or new territory is a promise. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, God said to Joshua, I promise you what I promised Moses. Because why not? You were doing the same thing that Moses was doing. You was his right-hand man. So even though I know you're not him, I'm going to promise you the same thing that I promised him. So your access has been granted. The same access that I gave him, I'm giving you, his assistant. So when God provokes you and makes you want more, when he sees that desire in your heart, because the word tells us that he cares about the desires of our heart, when he sees the desire in your heart, which he placed there in the first place, let's be honest, 
God intentionally provokes us and places people in positions to where we can see his power in their purpose. So he knew you were going to be provoked. And the minute that you're provoked, the minute that you want more, the minute that you begin to have faith for more, he makes you a promise. Your access has been granted. Because, my child, I knew you would be provoked by that. That's why I allowed it to be in your face. And the minute that you were provoked by that, I knew that it would cause your faith to raise. And now I'm telling you, I'm going to do it for you. You believing in me, I'm going to do it for you. So your access has been granted. At this very moment, Joshua access has been granted to walk in the shoes of Moses. And God does the same thing for us. If you want to know if God is calling you to more, is calling you to a new level at this job, calling you to a new level in your purpose, tell him what you were provoked by. Tell him what you want more of. And then let him give you that promise. He will show you confirmation. He will come to you in a dream. He will show you a word. Your pastor will give you a word. He'll send a stranger to give you the word. However he need to get that promise to you, God will get that promise to you and let you know, I heard you, and I'm going to do it for you. So that's the second step. Your promise will let you know that your access to what provoked you has been granted. The third step in knowing that God is calling you to new territory, to new property, to new land, to new purpose, to new dimensions, to new levels, to new jobs, to new places, is that you will be pressed after you have been promised. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, God says to Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. Verse 7, he says the same thing. Be strong and very courageous. Now, in this chapter, it doesn't tell us how Joshua was pressed. It just tells us that God is telling him, be strong and courageous. And I don't know about you, but the only time I would tell somebody to be strong is if I know they're about to walk up against an attack, is if I know they're about to walk up against something that's going to test their strength. So I'm warning you now, when you go over there, I need you to be strong and I need you to be courageous. Now, when it comes to reading the Bible, this is where dissecting and digging into the context and really applying yourself in the shoes of the character comes in because Put yourself in the shoes of Joshua. You were the assistant to Moses, and Moses is dead. But Moses was the leader. So what type of pressing do you think is going to come at Joshua now that he's stepping in in the place of Moses? The people that he's leading, do we really trust you? Do you really know what you're doing? Because we were used to Moses leading us, and now you telling me you about to lead us? Even though it does not say it, we are humans just like Joshua was human, and we know that stepping into a new position after someone has already been there, that comes with a little bit of resistance. That comes with questions. That comes with people wondering, do you know what you're doing? Are you fully equipped for this? Yeah, you was his assistant, but you was never the first man in charge. You was never the head. You was behind the head. You was the second go-to. You was the runner. You wasn't the boss. So do you really know what you're doing? Because you're trying to lead me, but I don't really know much about you other than that you helped who was leading me. So sometimes the pressing 
does not come from what God calls you to. Sometimes the pressing comes from the people that he's called you to serve, the people that are connected to your purpose. Sometimes they create the pressing, but the pressing creates a faith test. The pressing creates the questions, how bad do you want it? The pressing creates the questions, do you believe in the promise that God gave you? Because it goes back to the promise, but originally it goes back to you being provoked. So do you believe in yourself? The desire that you had in your heart, that's what God is telling you he's giving you access to. So do you believe in yourself and do you believe that God has given you this word? That's what it ultimately comes down to when you're being pressed. It may feel like it's pressing you and it's pressing your vision and it's pressing the purpose that God has gave you. But really, ultimately, the enemy only sends things to press God's word, to press what God has promised us. That's what he's after to attack. And you know what God put in your heart. You know what he provoked you with. You know the confirmations that he sent you when he promised you it. So the pressing, even though it can make you question everything, because that's what I talked about in the newsletter. What happens when your faith and humility begins to clash? Well, God, I got faith in you. I got faith in the promise that you gave me. But maybe when I provoked myself or when I was provoked and decided to want more, maybe I was getting ahead of myself. Maybe I dreamed too big this time, and I know I got faith, but I could be playing myself. Maybe it was my plan and never your hand because this pressing is coming a little bit too hard. Maybe. That's all testing your faith. And the proof is in Joshua where God says in verse 3, wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. Wherever you set foot, meaning that you choose when your foot stops, but just know when you stop that foot, that's the land I promised you. So the pressing comes to make you question yourself, and it makes you question the promise that God has given you, but right here, God says, you're going to choose where you stop, and I'm going to back it up. So right there, everything that the pressing tries to come against, God shuts it down. Where you stop, I'm going to back it up. Where you stop, I'm going to give it to you. Where you stop, I promised it to you. Y'all, it's time to enter new land. It's time to enter a new property. And where you stop, where you were provoked, where God provided promise, that's your property. That's all the points I got for y'all. Those three points, you will be provoked to want more, to desire more, to want to step out on purpose, to want to write the book, to want to start the business, to want to do hair, to want to get a new car, to want to move out of state. You will see somebody else doing it. You will see somebody else thriving in it. You will be provoked. And then you'll be promised access granted. What you going to do now? I told you it's yours. Go ahead. Move. Start writing. I'm going to back it up. Access granted, and then you will be pressed, tested. And in that test, 
You better remember how it felt to be provoked. You better remember how it felt to be to see somebody else operating in that very thing that you wanted. You better remember that you are qualified, that God doesn't even call the qualified. He qualifies the unqualified. So even if you don't think you could do it, you can do it. You better remember all the authority and the power that God has placed within you. And you better remember that when you feel weak, in the present, when you feel like you cannot do it, that's when God is the strongest. So in the present, you can't lose. It's a win-win because if you take me out, I'm inviting him in. And that's just that on that. Let's pray, y'all. <laughs> Father God, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for this word, Father God. I just want to thank you for providing this 2020 word in 2019, Father God. I pray that every person listening to this podcast has a shift in their way of thinking, Father God. I pray that they become provoked, Father God. And not only provoked, Father God, I pray that you send them miracles and promises in ways that they could have never imagined, Father God, but in ways that they can't question who it was, Father God. I pray for confirmation for me and every person listening to this to this podcast, Father God. I pray that you send people to pour into them the promises that you want released in their life, Father God. I pray that like Joshua, me and every person listening to this podcast knows to walk every day in your promise, strong and courageous, Father God. I pray that we never allow the pressing to make us question your word, Father God, question your promise or question the desire that you provoked us with, Father God, but that the pressing produces power, Father God. I pray that the pressing produces purpose, Father God. I pray that the pressing pushes us past fear, Father God, and allows us to walk into this new property that you've called us to to walk into this promise that you put over our life, Father God. I pray that me and every person listening to this podcast learns how to tap into prayer that releases all type of authority, Father God, and that we live life walking on that authority each and every day, Father God. The pressings that come our way come to try to steal the word that you've planted deep inside of our heart, Father God. But I pray right now that you should and protect that word, Father God, and put on the armor of us, Father God, so that we can walk past the pressing and into purpose into property. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I want to thank y'all for listening to today's episode. I pray that it blessed y'all. I pray that it encourages y'all to stand on the promise of God. If you desire something, if he's allowed you to see somebody else get blessed, girl, he's just trying to provoke you. But he's just trying to provoke you. That's all that is. I dare you to believe that that could be you too. I dare you to believe that you can succeed. And watch what God does. I am also going to have another episode coming up this week. I'm not going to tell y'all what day it is. That just means y'all just got to check the podcast every day to see what day I drop the episode. I'm excited. I was about to tell y'all the title, but I'm not going to tell y'all the title. Y'all just going to have to check back with your girl. Keep checking on me. And I will talk to y'all then. I love y'all. Y'all can always email me any prayer request that you have. Send it to at thechristianbay at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at thechristianbay underscore. The next Beach Blankets and Bibles will be October 19th. Tickets go on sale this week, September 19th. Tickets will be on sale in three days for Beach Bankers and Bibles. I pray to see so many of you there. I love y'all, and I will talk to y'all in a few days. Bye.